the real estate market is open. Ramos Design Build is Tampa Bay's premier construction company. This is a program where the real estate experts are live. Whether buying, selling, building, or designing, Ramos has the answers. Now, here's the area's best resource for all things real estate, James Ramos. All right, this is James Ramos with the Move With Me radio program. Here, it's uh, Sunday. We're live down at Indigo. I'm here with my wife, Connie Ramos. How you doing, Connie? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for coming on today. So, what, so how's it been going this past week? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you didn't even have a chance to talk about the show in the car coming over. I know. Well, um, it's actually really nice and it's chilly and I really just wanted to stay home and cozy, but we are downtown live at Indigo and um, the coffee is super good. So thank God we're drinking some good uh, cappuccino. I know this place is coming along, huh? We started it um, like, what, a year and a half ago? And it's pretty interesting because it's sort of a retail space sharing concept. So in the back of the house, it's only 1,200 square feet, but in the back of the house, we have uh, Remax uh, Beta Bay, which is um, our real estate business. And, it, and, and it's literally like 35% of the space. And then in the front of the house is Indigo Coffee House and Social Bar. So we have a live working coffee house and social bar, and it also has um, food and you know wine and beer. Um, so it's been it's been quite interesting. So now we're we're starting to have more gifts and things out front. Yeah, um, I think it's been great. You know, I mean, we um, you certainly are always a little in front of the curve, James. So uh, we definitely dove into this project, and it's fun because it is that co-op space. But I have been watching, and I follow all the real estate going on downtown. And um, what a fun time to live downtown! And we have some friends; their kids are moving back from you know being away from college, New York, and coming back, and they're moving downtown. And I've even heard about some of the people retiring and just deciding to live in a building. So I think right now downtown Tampa is exciting, and there's so many fun little restaurants popping up and bars and. Um, it's just so nice to contribute a little bit to that. So we love our little coffee shop and, um, you know, it's just great being down here. Well, what's interesting is, is if you look at any major market in the U S I mean, we're in the top, uh, Tampa Bay is in the top 10, um, for sure. But, uh, typically the agents who work in a downtown office are, are considered more of a generalist in the, in the Bay, in the area. And in this case, it's the Tampa Bay area. So we have over 25 agents who hang their license here. Um, and a lot of them work in our main office two out, you know, two, two miles away, which is um, not that far, but, um, it's interesting. There's another Keller Williams that, uh, another brokerage house in, um, channel side, but we're really the two. And I think there's some smaller brands, a few of them that are around, but, um, definitely the city of, of, uh, you know, downtown Tampa, downtown St. Petersburg, um, have, has really grown and turned it on. Oh yeah. Um, we're looking across at this, the gin joint. Um, it's a, it's a new, um, restaurant there. We haven't gone there, but you, you've heard about it, right? Yeah, no, I, I'm, it's on my to-do list, but, uh, I, we gotta get away <laughs> to go get that done. And last night, um, I dropped you and Aiden off for the hockey game. And then there was the, uh, bikes fundraiser. I mean, downtown was thriving and, busy and um it's so great to see all all of that going on um finally because we grew up here and i i remember the days when we you never really went downtown like it was kind of why would you go downtown so now it's so fun to see it all going on and um on that note i mean is the shift really moving from the corridor is moving this way for um all the downtown district and yeah i mean well there's more heads and beds that's for sure so there's many more apartments there's um more and more restaurants and things to do i think that um 
you know, from a standpoint of, of although there's a lot of heads and beds and there's a lot of population here, there's more density. I still think that um, walking in general and the transportation, you know, needs to, you know, people need to accept that it's okay to pay for parking. Yeah. Um, it's something that is not a norm, you know, for folks in Tampa. Um, the Expresso's running in the background here. <laughs> uh, it's picking it up perfectly. But, um, you know, so so in Channel Side, for example, there's a lot of retail that's on the first floor. And, 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 and you know, there's not that much parking. You know, you have to pay for parking, which is, which is the standard thing. Like, nobody would complain in New York. You may complain, but, you know, you have to do it. Um, and and I think that's something that that's a hump that's gonna we're gonna overcome for so sure. Are, are, would you say we're there though? We're like there. Everyone's just got to like buckle their chin strap and say, okay, we have to pay for parking. Yeah. No. No. I mean, in, unless you live here, and then if you live here, you have one or two spaces. If you're lucky, you have two. Um, but but there's more and more density here. Um, there's there's more things to do. Like you were saying that the um, it was a philanthropic event. It's a fantastic event. Um, uh, that goes on now. I don't know how many thousands of people are participating, but it's huge. In the Curtis Hickson Park, when we grew up, there was the Curtis Hickson, which I went, I think, a few times for the circus um, way back when. And now it's a lovely, you know, riverfront park, and there's fantastic, you know, um, amenities and things with the museums and restaurants and the museums and things to do. And there's always families and dogs and, and um, you know, kids and, or, you know, running around and there's things for adults to do. You know, so all of that type of stuff, you know, um, is driving more and more people to want to live in the urban core, yeah. you know, which is great. You know, we're still going to see the growth and we are seeing the growth, you know, outside of the, of the urban core, but it's, um, it's just great to see, you know, such a lively, um, you know, downtown yeah. Um, well, know, and I guess fantastic. I would guess that that would make the single family um, home market in like Harbor Island, Davis Island, Hyde Park and all down Bayshore just that much more desirable because you could ride your bike here. Yeah. Well, a lot of people are asking me, you know, I get this question. Are we where are we at on in the in the rise of of the of the of the real estate market? And, you know, depending on where you live, it's obviously um, relative to where you live. But if you look in the South Tampa market or any particular neighborhood, wherever you're at, if you're looking at you know, even in St. Pete or Clearwater or things, but typically if, um, you're around something that's, that is, uh, you know, whether it's close to the water, close to downtown, close to treed neighborhoods, um, close to a park, close to a golf course or on the golf course. I mean, you're going to have big points of difference. So the competition that's out there is going to be, you know, fewer and they're going to, be more desirable and the prices are going to go up. But when it comes to, you know, South Tampa specifically, you know, like you had mentioned Harbor Island, I mean, it's the, it's a gated community. There's, there's a few gated communities in South Tampa. And even though there's a lot of commotion with, with the ball, with the, with the um, hockey and the different events and concerts and things that go on, that real estate market has really stayed strong. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, people like the, you know, people like the gated you know, entrance and things yeah. like that. I guess I'm aging myself here, but um, I, I haven't, we haven't rented in so long. So I was, you know, shocked the other day. Um, I heard about someone's rent downtown being a one bedroom apartment. I didn't realize that they were getting, you know, anywhere between 2000 and, you know, close to $2,500 a month for a one bedroom. So um, I guess that just kind of, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm showing my age here, but um, that's exciting to see that the market is, you know, that strong. Yeah. I mean, and, and there's another, there's another, uh, uh, apartment complex that's just finishing here on Franklin. I mean, it looks fantastic. There's, there's one that's going up on the river, um, right where, uh, 
where the news station, you know, Channel 8 used to be. Um, it's another apartment complex. So you wonder, you know, who are actually affording these places, yeah. <laughs> which we've talked about a bit. Um, but it's great. You know, I, I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of young folks out there that are doing well. They're making good money. I think that their percentage of their of their of their take home is going a lot toward, you know, their living expenses. So, you know, that's a little danger, um, you know, for, for folks to, you know, to really look, look at it and say, Hey, you know, if I'm paying more than 50% of what I'm taking in just yeah. for my living expenses. But I've heard of a couple of people that are renting downtown too. And they're, they, they don't, they forfeit cars and they're really using Uber and walking and, um, you know, just not even paying for parking and they've gotten rid of cars, which is, which is very interesting for Tampa to have anybody really doing that because we've been such a car driven, um, town. Well, yeah, I mean, with Uber and Lyft, and um, there's another, what what Topher was telling us about the other day, he takes a car and he rents the car and um, he can drop it off at any time. So there's a number of different places. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, that is a movement similar to what we were talking about. You know, it's accepting the fact that, that we're in the urban core. Yeah. You know, parking is. Well, you might save like 600 bucks a month between parking, insurance, car, gas. And so they probably figure, well, I don't spend $600 a month on Uber. Yeah. I mean, and it's foreign to a lot of people. They're like, no, you don't have a car, you know? Yeah. But it's <laughs> exciting because, like, I mean, we've lived in New York City and we've lived in Atlanta. And um, it's I, 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 I'm excited for this and I'm excited for our kids to be a part of a generation that's really seen this shift in Tampa and um, everything that I see on social media and read um, really downtown Tampa is um, and Tampa St. Pete area is such a fun area for millennials to come and even people like I said retiring I mean why retire to some sorry I'm a nurse but like some terrible you know (laughs) old folks home just get in a building and order your food order I mean have fun well, it's interesting that you say that, that, you know, Sarasota is a much stronger market from a standpoint of a second home market. And then Naples, Naples is also similar. Um, and um, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hopeful that more and more people are actually seeing Tampa Bay and St. Pete and Clearwater as a very strong second home market for people to live in and work and play. I mean, we are close to this fantastic airport. It's growing Every day I go there, it's bigger and bigger, and it's much more convenient. It's probably the most convenient airport I've ever been to in the world, rather. Um, and, you know, more and more of the real estate is not just um, uh, for folks who, who live here, you know, on a full-time basis. Yeah. Um, especially given, given the fact that we're around so many, um, you know, things to do, whether it's, um, you know, the, the, the Children's Museum or... Um, the Museum of Arts, um, the History Museum, all the different things um, in Tampa. So we're going to be back after a few messages here. I'm excited to have um, my wife on today. We have a lady by the name of Colleen Stearns-Leaf. She's a marketing um, person, and we're we're, we're excited to talk to her. But this is James Ramos with with the radio program. We'll be back after a few messages. We're back. This is James Ramos with the, with the radio program. We we're just talking about um, downtown Tampa uh, and all the things that uh, my wife and I have have talked about, as far as you know, from where we've come from, our growth um, in the city of Tampa, and we're at this Indigo Coffee House, which is a fantastic place. And uh, my wife was a big part of making all the fun and, and excitement in this place. And um, like I was saying, we have 25 agents here, 
and they're not always here every single day, but they do come and they hang and um, they're able to, uh, you know, invite their sphere of influence. We have a lot of, you know, events here. So, you know, some of the things that we've been trying to do, Connie, um, tell the listeners, I mean, as far as like, you know, doing those extra things that are outside of the norm, you know, you can only tell, you know, the, you know, business professionals, whether you're you're in design or build contractors or, or agents, um, that are in the buy and the sell, um, you know, it's, it's, you can only do so much in social media as far as telling people how good you are. You know. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. It's like any business. I don't, I mean, it could be real estate. It could be anything you're in building, um, restaurant. It doesn't matter. Um, I think you just have to make a connection with your clients. And I, I, I'm not in real estate. I obviously am in medicine, but it's like anything. People do business with people that they want to do business with and people go to doctors that they want to go to doctors to, you know, and, um, it's all about creating that, um, what I, what I kind of like to say is really being, being a good, you know, a person back to the people that work with you. So we've done some small little things for fun. Um, we have gift packages that we're helping our agents put together and, um, wine. So, uh, Indigo has beer and wine. So you can, when one of our agents closes, they can send wine to their clients. They can send them, um, we have these nice Bodum press pots with our Indigo coffee and it's, it's nothing more or less. Um, obviously it's, you know, it's a, it's just really a give back a customer service. Um, I think one of the things that we forget in business, all of us, is um, when someone's doing business with us, we're lucky that they're doing business with us. So we really need to show our clients that appreciation. So I've just tried to help, you know, support because I do this with my clients um, and just, you know, make sure you're giving back because people don't have to work with you. Right. I mean, they they work with people they want to work with. So, um, I, we have great agents and, um, we love to highlight them and we like to support them. So Indigo coffee and all of our fun events, we do some wine events and it's all just really, um, about staying connected, um, face to face with people. Yeah. I mean, we created a cooperative, it's called Dakota design, um, design and build cooperative. Um, and it's, there's one main company that's in it. It's called Dakota kitchen and bath. So if one can understand, you know, what is this cooperative? So if you look back in the, and you know, Wikipedia or an encyclopedia cooperative in the past was, you know, a lot of, um, it's, it, it came out in farming, you know, so the farmers would have a couple acres here or another farm would have more acres. And then they work together to actually consolidate their buying, of their seeds and, and, and all the fertilizing and things like that. And then the most important thing was they worked together to sell. So they were able to establish, you know, in a legal format, it wasn't like a yeah. monopoly or anything, but in a, in a format. So they, so they were able to lean on people. So in this, in this, we call it the DDBC, the website is Dakota.gallery, um, which you can go and find more information. But the whole concept is, is that when somebody buys a home, um, or when you're looking from a home, let's even go back even farther. You know, there's an element of finding a great agent. There's, you know, you need finance. You need to get insured um, as well as, you know, finance. So finance and insurance, you need a real estate agent. Um, and a lot of times in the areas where we farm and, you know, you're looking, there's, you know, you never find the home. It's, it's never exactly how you want it when you get it. You know, so the idea of, of, you know, that agent leaning on that agent to go and find a designer or find a handyman or a builder with a license that can actually put your home together. That's what the cooperative is about. And what we've launched is, is, is more and more events that we can create and highlight and bring 
um, you know, these folks together as well as some other folks that aren't necessarily in the industry. So this last event that you put on, it was, um, as simple as a Riedel wine tasting, which was, which was pretty interesting. It had nothing. We didn't talk about real estate. We didn't talk about, um, you know, design or build or anything, but it was in our office and our office is, uh, has a large conference room, which we had the Riedel wine tasting. And then we also went back to our design center. So it was kind of cool. Yeah, no, I think it's just kind of getting like-minded people together. And, um, so we have some fun things that we're going to try to launch in 2018. Um, you know, we'll see if I can pull it off between work-life balance, but, um, I, I mean, I, I, my love of wine, I always uh, transpose to everyone else, but um, I, we we're going to do some cooking events, and um, there's some, some neat um, emotional intelligence stuff I want to do, because I think that's great in business, is really, you know, understanding your audience. Emotional intelligence. Talk emotional about intelligence. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not an authority to talk on it. It's just an, uh, an interesting area that I have um, found to pique my interest, because I think it finally explains like that difference of like, why do I, you know, why do I really like that person? And maybe I, I just can't connect with that other person. And I think a lot of it has to do with emotional intelligence and how well we, do you think that's a, that's a major factor? I think it's a major factor in business owners. Absolutely. And I look forward to, you know, so give me an example. Like, what, Oh, what you... that's probably not good to give me. <laughs> no, go uh, ahead. Just come up with an uh, example. An of, example like, of emotional intelligence. When, when people say the wrong thing at the, well, you know, being in medicine. So I can tell you this, when I was in New York, um, I had the opportunity to work with multicultural people and I quickly had to learn and I learned really by really by OJT just on the job training um, and making mistakes so you know there are certain cultural things you do with different cultures whether it's religious culture or it's um, you know and it's, it's maybe how you introduce yourself how you touch how you shake a hand how you really spatial spatial um, you know and I know that might seem very um, minute but it's so critical in the business world um, you know sometimes someone might leave someone and be like that person just was really off-putting and then someone else might be like i just i can't wait to see that person again i just so enjoy talking to them like and a lot of it is maybe they said the exact same words but it's how you say them or Mm -hmm. maybe your positioning yourself or your positioning or or your eye contact or um you know gosh i mean you know touch is a very dangerous thing i mean sometimes people you know touch you hit you on the side and you're like you know if that person touches me again i'm gonna like backhand them you know yeah To go and um, put your hand out and shake the guy's hand and then yeah. you grab his forearm with your yeah, left hand. Yeah, so anyway, so I – so I'm getting off subject here a little bit. So no, anyways, it's, it's I, right on subject because I, I, I think – I mean w- when you look at the web and all the things that um, – we're going to talk to Colleen in a little bit. But you know how to set yourself apart whether it's in you know marketing, um, it's, it's really you know, overshadowing. The important thing is when, you, when you're knee-to-knee with someone. Right. And what is it you should be saying? Well, and some, you know, and do you come some, across too hot? You know, a right. lot of these millennials are like, hey, you know, get, you know give back off. Give, yeah. give me some time. You well, know, and, and there's some people out there it's that a relevant are, topic. are writing books on this. And um, so there's some speakers that I'd like to bring in. And I'd love to you know, bring it to, for my own personal growth as well as share it with our agents and share it with um, – because I think we need to keep growing because I think, just like you said, this whole new social media world is a whole new EI, a whole new emotional intelligence. I mean, I saw something this morning and I was going to repost it. And then I thought, well, gosh, then that might actually come across passive-aggressive if I repost this. and did it. But it was cute. It said something like um, – 
pause once before you talk, uh, pause twice before you say something, and pause three times before you post it on social media. <laughs> and I thought, like, I thought, like, that is really good, like, you know, because it's there forever. So, again, that's another one of those emotionally intelligent business, you know, how you're connecting with people um, kind of things to think about. Well, I mean, a lot of times people don't really know what to post on social media because you're learning it from others. You right. Know? So, and you're looking at, you know, a lot of times you're, you're what's the scorecard, right? Likes. Yeah, you know, I, day, I guess. You know, <laughs> um, and then sometimes people will say, "Hey, I saw this on social media, and yet they never liked." Well, you anything know what I learned. Ever done. You know what I learned at a retail event um, the other night is I learned that you know, yes, I have this sphere of influence in a social media group. But what was so funny is that the majority of the people that came to our event, none of them are even on social media, and they didn't even know about us. So it was it, so it's just kind of but but yet I'll be out in the community and everyone will know about the event, but they didn't come. But the forty people that were there, I would say maybe ten percent of them were on social media. They were a little bit, not older, but they were a little bit, just, this is not their, their language. And, um, I was like realizing I, I don't follow them. They don't follow me. Isn't that neat? Like, so there's just weird ways of how things are getting out there, um, and connecting with people. But my, my, my 2018 is learning and hopefully, you know, passing on to our children too, is how to really, you know, connect, give back, give back to your community, your people you work with. Um, just having good emotional intelligence, I think is a really good marketing business thing. And I'm not a marketing person, but we'll ask Colleen how that works out. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's interesting. Cause like, um, we do a lot of training, you know, at Remax and there's over 80, 90 agents and not everybody wants to be trained. Not everybody's, you know, able to make the meetings that we set and things. But, um, you know, what we try to do is, is we've been video, you know, vid- I say videotaping, but you know what I'm saying? We, we record them and then we have them for others to watch. Um, that would be interested. But I think that the interesting part is, is that it's just the fact to let the other agents know that we offer this, Yeah, you know, so as simple as taking a picture and putting it on our private group in Facebook and letting them know that they missed, but you know, we've, we've offered this as important stuff. Yeah. You know, so, and it's the same thing with any of the other business folks that are, you know, you know, whether you're a consumer that's, that's not in this business or whether you're, um, in this business, whether you're, you know, design, build, buy, sell, furnish, finance, insure, um, you know, it's important to, to be, to have emotional intelligence. Well, people do business with people they want to do business with. That's it. It's period, the end. And, you know, I've said this a long time in, uh, medicine. I mean, you know, you, you go, you go to the doctor you like sometimes, not maybe the one that's the best, but, um, you know, you got to connect with them and they, and it's all about connection. And, um, I think that that's a critical piece in everything we do. Well, we're going to break for a few um, commercial break here, and um, we're going to come back with Colleen Stearns-Leaf. She's uh, the president of Marketing Matters. My name is James Ramos. This is the Move With Me radio program, and you can find me at jamesramos.com or follow me on Twitter at JRTPA. We'll be back after a few Moving on, this is James Ramos with the Move With Me radio program. I'm here with Connie Ramos. We were just talking about all things um, buy, sell, design, build, finance, insure, furnish. And um, we've had a number of great um, uh, guests on since we started several months ago. And today we have a lady by the name of Colleen Stearns-Leith. Nice to meet you. Pleasure, James. Thanks Thanks for coming on. She's... 
Yeah. Colleen's the um, president and CEO of Marketing Matters. It's a marketing agency here in Tampa. We'd love to hear a little bit about it. Oh, thanks, James. Yes, we are a 20-year-old agency, and we work exclusively with small and medium-sized technology companies. So I've been in the tech industry for about 27 years, and I'm so glad you have me on today so I can uh, talk a little bit about how technology is infusing the, both the new home and uh, retail markets with real, in real estate. Yeah. So tell me, so that's interesting that you have marketing and you help technology companies market. Yes. You know, th- people think today is, is that, oh, if you're a technology company, you're really, a, you're an, also a marketing company or one would think like, mm. you know, if they're really good, no, huh? Not necessarily. That's, that's Somebody <laughs> needs to translate that engineering speak into human speak. Right. So we really know what that product is all about and what it's meant to do and its capabilities. Oh, for sure. So give th- give me an example a of a client. You don't have uh, to say the name, but just give well, me an example instance, of a situation. We've that, launched new products for both Bose and uh, Sharp, okay. which are two companies most folks have, have typically heard of. Um, and we're pretty specialized in the um, in the products that go into a home. So, you know, and there's just been a proliferation of those come to the market in the last several years mm-hmm. with the uh, Internet of Things. Um, you know, we've been uh, working with our clients and uh, builders in new home construction for about 15 years mm-hmm. now. So that's... Um, Builders so, are finally getting it and including that technology in their new homes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was watching a podcast the other day and it was a, uh, it was a um, Wall Street Journal podcast and it was about technology and they were interviewing this lady that had tried out. Um, she was one of the writers, but she was interviewing another person, but um, with the Wall Street Journal, but they were talking about uh, the, all the items that Amazon has. And she had, she had tested over eight, nine items that Amazon has that you can have in your home. And I, and I thought it was really oh, interesting that's because barely a drop in the bucket. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I know. So, so like something, somebody like Bose, they come to you and they say, Hey, we're launching one particular item or in general, we want a g- general brand. Uh, Bose does a lot of their work in-house, so I was thrilled when I was um, able to work with them on launching. Uh, in, it was a, uh, in, in, meant to be installed into the home product. Okay, okay. So. Okay, so as how, yeah, because so they do a have do a separate group that goes to right. builders and markets to architects and, Absolutely. and things like that. Those are called custom installers or custom integrators. Yeah. And in the residential market, they're from the CEDIA channel, C-E-D-I-A. Mm-hmm. That's the Custom Electronic Design and Installation Association. Mm-hmm. And that's their sole focus is integrating technology into the home. So how did you go out and find these 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 custom folks that and, and helping them because they're typically the low volt guys of the area. Exactly. And then they have to guys. have certifications and things. Absolutely. Um, well, I've been, as I mentioned, I've been in the industry since it really was uh, just fledgling it um, about 27 years now. So um, I primarily worked with the reps and manufacturers. I do work with some of the low-voltage guys. Um, I've got several I'm working with now, but uh, the majority of our clients are on the manufacturing side. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things that, you know, it's interesting that you had mentioned as far as the technology in homes. I mean, how do you, how are you able to, you know, from a marketing standpoint, how are you able to help someone like Bose or others? Um, We don't need to keep talking about Bose, but, you know, get to the folks that are making the decisions. Are you going direct to the consumer or are you going to the person who's drawing the home or building the home, whether it's an architect or builder, or you're going to an agent or it's a combination? It's all of the above. Yeah. So in a new home construction scenario, uh, typically the approach is to work directly with the builder and have the builder at least offer a core 
some core offerings such as structured wiring somewhere for all the technology to be housed and then mm-hmm. distributed mm-hmm. throughout the home um, to, you know, and then defining, you know, what those basic elements are. And that may um, typically includes some sort of audio uh, lighting controls, mm-hmm. which have come a long yeah. way or pretty straightforward entry point into technology um, <clears throat> can then expand into video control and um, everything from outdoor lighting to, um, gosh, you know, having your music sync with your pool light. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> I mean, changing subjects real quick, because I know Bose has stores as well, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then they're also on the Internet and things. I mean, where do you see, you know, a typical marketer before we get into homes and things? Where do you see a particular marketer marketing their products? I mean, is it is it 50 50, a balance of? retail as well as the web or is it you know do you see a shift going because i mean it, there's, a, the, there's a lot of talk about retail just really right. struggling well many of the custom installed products that if they're going to be in retail it's going to be a do-it-yourself product mm-hmm. and although many of the products that are positioned as do-it-yourself really can be a little overly complicated for your mm-hmm. typical homeowner um, so you need, you know, some of this stuff, gosh, you need an it's, engineering degree yeah, to install. So, so you need a low voltage guy. Yeah. You need a custom integrator, a mm-hmm. custom installer Absolutely. to help you. I, I um, need someone to help me with the remote well, controls. I, I, mean, I understand the technology and could do it. And that's about the last thing I want to do on my day off. Yeah. Um, right. You know, it's I, I, like everybody else. I have laundry and errands and yeah, <laughs> life. Exactly. Life. Life <laughs> right. to go on. So I, you know, I will always call a custom installer to come help me out. Well, I, I think one of the things that I see uh, James and Colleen is from afar and watching James, like he's always been on the fronting uh, forward edge, uh, cutting edge. Obviously, his radio show, the way he builds real estate, this our concept here, the Indigo um, co-op kind of workspace. And um, I, I guess, you know, the, my question to you as a marketer is how do you really – I'm a consumer. I'm not a marketer. I'm not a builder. I'm a consumer. And, you know, people – the bottom line always comes down to a budget, right? I mean, everybody has a budget. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Everybody has a budget. How do you really, though, differentiate, you know, you might get that lower-end product, but you're probably going to pay for it later out. Like, how do you translate well, that to the consumer? Actually, there's – the great thing about technology is there's just such a – wide variety of options to get you started. So is a homeowner, a, t- a consumer, um, and you want to start slow, maybe you start with an electronic door lock. So you get rid of that mm-hmm. key and you're just right. putting your code in your door. Um, you're able to see, or maybe you add that uh, ring doorbell next. Right. So you can see who's at the door. You know when you have an Amazon delivery right. come in. Um, and then maybe you want to be able to control your lights a little bit. Mm-hmm. It can be as simple as buying some of these smart plugs, which then you plug your your right. lamp or whatever fan. They can run a variety of things into, and then all, now all of a sudden you have some um, app control. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can control those lights. You can put them on timers. Right. Um, Nest thermostats. You know, I they they've just sold gangbusters yeah. so yeah. many many homes contain that sort of technology so kind of safety first and then probably environmentally sound and then and then luxury maybe comes last yeah Depends on your budget. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> if you have a perfect budget, you can get it all at once. Right. But I well, and you really can do quite a bit for not a whole lot of money these days. Uh, the technology really so has evolved to the point where it's uh, yeah. it's fairly economical. Well, and, with the holidays uh, around the corner, that sounds like a great uh, oh, gift to give people, who right? Who doesn't want uh, Sonos speakers? Exactly. You know? Exactly. So you add those to your TV. You've got wireless options. They sound fabulous. Yeah. Um, I know we were we were looking at old speakers uh, in, in the warehouse the other day. We had to go there to 
dig out some Christmas stuff. And, you know, I laughed because we used to have a theater room in our old house. And I was like, oh, my gosh, those speakers are enormous. Like, they, they were, like, gigantic. And now... They I'm probably like, sound fabulous, though. They, yeah, they, yeah. They we'll probably, talk about those after the show. They probably do. They probably do. But now the speakers uh-huh. are, you know, the size of your phone. Right. Well, that doesn't necessarily necessarily mean that they're very high fidelity. Right. So it all depends on the particular yeah. product. You can, you know, there's some induction-based speakers that you can use that lit- or they can even be built into the walls, for yeah. heaven's sake. So uh-huh. you really don't see them. Uh, there are a vast amount of, of architectural products available. So it's really easy to have audio throughout your house, and it's all built into the walls, the ceilings. Um, yeah. or, well, I think as a consumer, the consumer, um, you know, a house is not just a house. Every house is different. And Absolutely. so that's where yeah. the prices start changing. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to come back after a few messages here. I'm here with Colleen Stearns-Leith. She's with Marketing Matters. It's marketingmatters.net. My name is James Ramos with the Move With Me radio program. Follow me on Twitter at JRTPA. We'll be back after these messages. We're back. This is James Ramos. I'm here with Colleen Stearns-Leaf. She is the president of Marketing Matters. It's a firm down in, um, based in Tampa. She started out in Fort Lauderdale. She's back. So, Colleen, so I'm looking at um, on the Internet. You wrote a book recently published in February. It's called Five Steps to World Domination. Tell us about that. Uh, actually, it's ultra-high-def marketing. And the subtitle is The Five Steps to World Domination. So the book was written, I work with technology companies primarily, as as we discussed. Um, So the book uh, discussed five basic steps for any company, really, to get off and running. Um, There there are a lot of extra tips, of course, for the technology channel because uh, of our work there. Right. Uh, But basically, uh, our five steps start with simplify. Simplify. Create, you know, this is where you're going to do things such as creating your company logo, uh, making sure you differentiate yourself. It's appropriate to your business, to your channel. Um, you're communicating the right, uh, the, the right messages mm-hmm. about your, um, your company. If you're a real estate company, something like a blue color is, uh, let's use the Remax blue and red, very appropriate. Blue exudes confidence. Red grabs your attention. Right. Um, you wouldn't want pink and purple. You're not marketing to six-year-old girls. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so the, the, um, the Simplify um, also involves, you know, translating all your – we actually skipped a step. Let's start with identify. Right. right. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at your yes. brochure now. So <laughs> it's saying create a brand with consistent look and feel. Yeah, yeah So, absolutely. I mean, that's just basically so, the bottom. That, that's Well, that's where every company starts. Right. You know, right. make sure you have the right message, the right look, the mm-hmm. right feel. Um, make sure you have great business cards because right. in many instances, yeah, these are super yeah. cool. Yours, thank you. Yeah. Well, in many instances, your only interaction with somebody is giving them a business card. Sure. So spend a little extra money on them and make sure they're pretty cool. So, Colleen, your cards are clear. What Connie was saying, and it's a different size. Yeah. And I Yet love, I love how you in. have clear white, and you use. Um, Orange and blue. Yeah, orange and blue. Uh, the blue for the confidence, the orange for the attention getting. This is I the Armes orange. I love yeah. that. I love Thank orange. You. And I love, the, I love the lucite look. It's very modern, fun. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, techie is yeah. what we're trying to communicate there. So uh, the second step, I uh, simplify. That's your translating your product message into something that folks can really simply understand. Um, this is also where and a very important part of marketing is making sure that your things like your customer service policies, your, your support policies, your return and warranty policies are all mapped out, and they're customer-friendly. Right. right. That customer can get a hold of you easily. If they have an issue, they can get that issue resolved easily. Right. And 
that's not always included in marketing yet. It's so critical to the success of any company. Sure. It, it really is a, should be a part it's of your marketing plan. For sure. Definitely. Uh, Toolify then is where you look at your, uh, you've, you've, you have a marketing plan created, you have some of your messaging created, and a Toolify is where you create those marketing tools to promote your company. Mm-hmm. So that's building out your website, creating your brochures, videos, digital print ads. Um, maybe you need a Kickstarter campaign to get that product off and going. Mm-hmm. Uh, your social media accounts, etc. Right. Uh, the basics. The, once all that is created, mm-hmm. everything is cohesive. Mm-hmm. It's really following your brand guidelines. We go to Amplify, and that's getting those tools out there. So, you know, get those that public relations plan into place, get that website live, um, start communicating with those potential customers and taking care of those customers that you already work with. Mm-hmm. And the final step is Tweakify, and that's where you're going and evaluating the tools that you've used in Toolify. So did that work? Did we do some A-B testing? Are you seeing that folks are responding better to this kind of offer than that kind of offer? Sure, sure. And um, making those adjustments so that you're really getting the bang for your buck. Um, We follow uh, what we call at Marketing Matters the 100% marketing rule. Nothing works 100% of the time. So it's really imperative. What works for years may not you got to keep changing. It may stop. Yeah. So and what's your advice today for an agent? You know, typically <clears throat> an agents are all independent contractors. Right. They work for a brokerage and they're all trying to set themselves apart. Right. Well, so how are you, how are they to, what are they to start? S- well, similar type pattern that you have here? Absolutely. You know, pick out a couple of tools, two or three tools, you know, get your social media up and running. Um, so, you know, your, your previous customers are a great source for referrals mm-hmm. as well as um, an ongoing customer. People move. Mm-hmm. Uh, people will, you know, things happen in life where, sure. where um, you, you generally always need right. a real estate person several times during your life. Absolutely. Um, so use a few tools, see what's working best for you. And then focus more of your efforts on those particular tools. But remember to keep testing and measuring because other things may come along. Sure. Uh, you know, maybe social media isn't working that well because you don't have the right following. Um, so maybe it's time for you to boost some posts and uh, spend some advertising dollars there so that you are getting a fresh input of, um, of visitors and you followers. Know, what, it's, it's interesting that you're talking about this. Colleen, um, one of the one of the most um, relevant questions that I hear today is it's like your farming area, and a lot of times people, it's very difficult for someone to ascertain like, hey, I'm just going to focus in this particular neighborhood, and it's all based on their budget, you know. So, what would you say, you know, when when they say, well, look, I can go in and and help someone buy and sell something in the Tampa Bay area, which is one thing, right? It's, it's a pretty broad, big, big area, area. Right. and then, and then right. where it gets more and more scary <clears throat> is where you know you can do residential and commercial, right. which is which even broadens even more. Yeah, apples so, and oranges. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. So, what what is your recommendation? Like when you, as far from a geography standpoint, the more you can specialize, the better. And, and, Absolutely. And so if you're a specialist... But does it scare people in the back of their mind? Does it say like, oh my God, I'm going to miss out on something that if well, I could have you know, talk to these people and said, I can do this too. If you're a specialist, you have more credibility than a generalist. If I, you know, if I came in here and told you I did marketing for anything that, you know, I, that had a heartbeat, 
for any company that sure. <laughs> that right. wanted my help. That doesn't position me well. It doesn't say that I'm really good at anything. Well, and I think it can so, be scary, but I think the right. thing that you're saying and everyone's saying is that if when you specialize, you become that authority. You get and that then, credibility. And Absolutely. then the other people are going to refer to you, and you're still going right. to get referral fees, or you're going right. to probably get... And, and you're still going to have those other the base customers or those friends and family that you've done business with. So, so you may get business and, and do business. You probably likely will do business outside that specialty area. Yet being that specialist, when somebody really is looking for, you know, I live in Shore Acres, and if I want to sell my home, I want a Shore Acres specialist so that they can get my house sold quickly. Sure. And, uh, you know, same thing when I went to purchase. Uh, you know, we moved here from Fort Lauderdale two and a half years ago. We didn't know any realtors over here, so we looked like for a certified residential specialist in the area. In the area, and that's you how to be we in. chose our yeah. CRS. Yeah, so because of that credibility, it's a great certification. Yes, and so we wanted somebody with that credibility. We didn't want somebody who was doing commercial half the time, and right. you know, we wanted to make sure they were all in in our area. With Can that you guys residential back up and say market. that? I didn't even know that. What is what does that mean? Um, certified residential specialist. So it's, a, it's a pretty. It's it's one of the higher credibilities. So and you're specializing in a certain accreditation. Yeah, and then we of, actually of only found a couple of people here in the Tampa area. So that's yeah, another great that's way to fewer, differentiate yeah. yourself. Is, wow, I didn't even know that. And we own a real estate company. Yeah. No, no, we, we have. See, we have <laughs> no, a but I didn't know CRS. that word. I didn't know that. I didn't know what that <laughs> and meant. And I may not be using. It's CRS is the yeah. um, the no, abbreviation, right. but I don't know that it's called certified residential specialist. It is. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I would de- right. if I was a real estate agent, I'd definitely go get that. Oh, absolutely. It makes sense. That's how to really differentiate yourself. But it's one of those things, like you're saying, Colleen, in Connie, what you're saying is, is that it's, it's taking that time to take a, you know, draw a line in the sand and say, look, this is what I'm going to focus on yeah. and then go out and get the education, yeah. the accreditations and the things, you know, everything needs to follow there. Right. The problem is, is that, you know, your instinct is to kind of look behind your shoulder, look over your shoulder and say, God, I think, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. And what I like about your steps here is this tweakify. Because if you're not doing the right thing, you'll know. You go know. back and look. Yeah, you go yeah, back you go and you, back measure. And you, you, you measure. measure. But throwing a cast net over the course of you know, 25 neighborhoods is... There's you, no way you there, can you know them all. It's impossible. <laughs> yes. And I always yeah. relate everything to medicine, but it's like being, you know, how can you be a doctor for all things? Right. You know? It's too specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So... Well, that's in- actually really stuff. good information. Great information for real estate and... Um, and promote it. You know, ask for referrals. Uh, I'm your certified residential specialist, and um, focus your website SEO on that. Make sure you're talking about that. You're talking about that in, blo- in blog posts and, and, and on your social media I think that's pages. one of the hardest things. Um, I went from being practicing in medicine to selling. Um, I sell uh, IVIG, which is a very specific drug, but I think the hardest thing for me to learn was to ask for the referral, to yes. ask for the business. And um, I think people forget to say, hey, trust me, I really know what I'm doing. I'm really good at this. Mm-hmm. And give me a shot. Have that confidence. Yeah. It, it goes a long way. Yeah. So, so Colleen, you're your um, self-proclaimed uh, technology geek. I am. And, and that was the bridge. <laughs> that was the bridge to help um, technology companies. So, I mean, you you see that that there's there's folks out there that are genius in their in their own respect, right? But they may not be the best at communicating what they can deliver. So they're almost like the best kept secret. Absolutely. And which, we see that all the time. Which is not a good place to be. We work with a lot of the smaller tech companies. And in many instances, they're founded by engineers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just as I'm a, I'm a pretty darn good marketer. But I can't engineer a product. Right. Right. <laughs> so just because they can create the product doesn't necessarily mean that they know the best way to market it. Right. And um, Very yeah, well said. Marketing is a little different. Yeah. We call that translating um, 
geek speak to human speak. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, what do you think about, you know, as far as like getting these manufacturers and getting them into homes, whether it's commercial or it's homes, but let's just talk about homes. Okay. You know, retail is moving more toward um, experiential type retail. So there's, for example, the big Toys R Us in, in, in Manhattan in Times Square is now converting to this NFL experience. I think right. it's, it's one of the big spaces right there in Times Square. So in this NFL experience, it's going to be a combination of, of um, the NFL and Cirque du Soleil and all types of things. So real quickly, like, where's your take on this? How are you getting well, these manufacturers into these homes? Well, builders understand, people, builders understand that they need to provide a home that the buyers want. And these days it includes technology. Yeah. So, so that's how it's, it's a different offering. They can easily differentiate themselves from their competitors. And, you know, being able to offer the homeowner, the potential homeowner, what they want. There's so much more awareness of these products and how much they can change your lives and make your lives so much more comfortable. Folks want them. They're asking yeah. for them. Yeah. Well, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do a, 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 probably a blog post about that because that's some interesting stuff. So, so well, thank you very much, Colleen. This is Colleen, um, Colleen Stearns Leith. She's with marketingmatters.net. Visit her and follow me on JRTPA on Twitter and jamesramos.com. Uh, thanks again, Connie. Thanks again, Colleen. We'll Thank be you. back Thank you. Uh, next week.